WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you. Great to have you up and at them early here at 6 o'clock as we bring you our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour So Long Sarah. More in one minute. And the Make America Straight Again Conference in Central Florida this weekend. Our take and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders is leaving that job at the end of the month. At an event about criminal justice reform, Sanders thanked President Trump for the opportunity. In the meantime, I'm going to continue to uh, be one of the most uh, outspoken and loyal supporters of the president and his agenda. And I know he's going to have an incredible six more years and get a whole lot more done. Sanders says she's going home to Arkansas to spend more time with her family. The president says he hopes she runs for governor of that state. Showered praise on her yesterday. The media hates her. Um, she's a fine woman, fine Christian woman, and I think she's done her very, very best. We wish her well. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump's controversial comments about accepting political information from foreign entities prompting reaction on Capitol Hill. Virginia Senator Mark Warner, the top Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, wants to require campaigns to report any attempt by foreign entities to influence an election to federal officials. This White House and this president still doesn't seem to appreciate the seriousness of the threat. An attempt to pass that measure without a vote was blocked by Republican objection. Top House Republican Kevin McCarthy dismissed questions as hypothetical. I've listened to this president. He does not want foreign governments interfering in our election, and he's been very strong about that. Several Republicans are distancing themselves from the president's comments about accepting information from a foreign government. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Governor Ron DeSantis will be in Okaloosa County today to sign legislation banning so-called sanctuary cities in Florida. The House and Senate passed the measure last month after heavy debate and a backlash from Democrats and immigrant rights groups. We're going to be talking about this in our seven o'clock hour. Um, This is going to be signed into law. The issue is will local officials and police cooperate and uh, obey that law? I doubt it and we'll talk about it. All right, bud. A central Florida pastor who says homosexuality should be outlawed and gays should be executed is planning a weekend rally called Make America Straight Again. The Lake County Sheriff's Office says the pastor's church looks like a hate group and is refusing to provide off-duty deputies for the event. It's our first hot talker here. Lots to say about it coming up, and we'll be taking calls and texts as well, Alan. Today is World Blood Donor Day, and here in Orlando, Pat Michaels with One Blood says nothing is easier or does more good. Go to oneblood.org and uh, put in your zip code, it doesn't matter where you are, and it'll tell you where uh, a donor center or a big red bus is located near you. Michael says it takes just 45 minutes to give blood, and you can be on your way with the knowledge that you might be helping to save someone's life. For the first time, the Larry O'Brien NBA Championship Trophy is in the hands of a Canadian team. Leonard makes it official. Now the Warriors just inbound, and that's it. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. 
We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. ABC with the final call as the Toronto Raptors upset the defending champion Golden State Warriors with a 114-110 victory in Game 6 of the NBA Finals in Oakland. Kawhi Leonard was named MVP, averaging 28.5 points for the Raptors during the series. Got to tell you, Magic fans should take some heart in the fact that we made it to the playoffs, but lost to the team that ultimately won it all. So we're the real winners here, right? Absolutely. Go Magic. Go Magic. Boy, I'm surprised what you got there. (laughs) WFLA News time is 6.05. A four-year-old boy takes his great-grandfather's SUV for a joyride to get candy. Uh-oh. Exactly. That story <laughs> online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us. And by the way, happy birthday, Mr. President. Donald Trump turns 73 today on Flag Day. Yep. You wonder why he's so patriotic? Well, maybe that explains it right from the get-go. He was born on the 14th of June and turns 73 today. Um, Alongside my co-host, Alan Spector, who will bring us the news all morning and join in the conversation on the hot topics, and we got them lined up like planes on a runway until 9 o'clock. You're going to want to be here as long as you can because I know you're going to have a lot to say. And with Yaffe completing his vacation, Melissa's moved into the control room. Melissa Fox is our executive producer. Alongside her is our great new screener, Kelly Velez, who's been doing such a great job, and he's the voice you'll hear when you want to get on the air. The number is 407-916-5400, and the text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Um, By the way, next Tuesday, we're going big time on bringing you coverage of the incredible Trump rally that's going to fill the Amway Center and kick off his 2020 re-election campaign. And we're going to be on the air, right, gang, starting at 6 o'clock. Yes, that is correct. And uh, Ryan Gorman's going to be hosting our special coverage, the president we are told, is going to speak at 8 o'clock for at least two hours. Normally goes about maybe an hour, an hour 20. Talking about going two hours here. Yaffe's going to be on hand at the Amway Center for the pre-speech program, as will our Rory O'Neill. And, Melissa, you're going to be there. You just got your tickets. You're, You're just going to be... One of the one of the folks who were watching the rally. Well, I hope you know we all put in for media passes and have yet to hear back. So, <laughs> but you're there whether or not. Either way, I'll be out there. You mm-hmm. got your ticket request honored, and you're going to be down there, and yes, uh, you'll be part of the coverage starting at six o'clock on Tuesday, next Tuesday, June 18th. That is going to be something, um, maybe the likes of which we have yet to see, despite all the incredible rallies Trump has held. At any rate, we're diving in on this story that is just about as weird, as sick and twisted as anything that has ever taken place in Central Florida. Alan set the table for this Make America Straight Again conference here. And um, I find find no good in it other than the fact that it is the celebration of the freedoms we have under our First Amendment. Yeah, and we were discussing this before the show, Bud and I, and we were a bit conflicted about whether to even bring it up because it is so abominable, the whole idea of this um, Make America Straight Again rally and the guy behind it and what he believes. Uh, But we just decided it's, it's something local. It's something just so 
weird and off the wall that well, it kind of demands attention. By definition, we're kind of into talking about what's happening here, okay? Yeah. And that's happening this weekend. We'll lay it out for you and we'll figure out, um, and we'll give you our take and get your take on it as well. It's straight ahead. All that and an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. 609 on Good Morning Orlando. International headlines updating a story we brought you as breaking news yesterday morning on Good Morning Orlando. The United States military now releasing a video to support their claim that Iran was behind an attack on two tankers in the Gulf of Oman in the Middle East. The military says the video shows the Iranian Navy removing an unexploded mine from the side of a Japanese-owned tanker. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is accusing Iran of orchestrating the attack based on an intelligence assessment. We bring you updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories, and we do it all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm going to go right on record here. I'm as straight as they come, as heterosexual as they come. But I don't have a problem at all with anyone else's sexuality, whatever it is. It frankly is absolutely none of my business, okay? And I don't think it's any of your business or anyone else's, okay? Take care of yourself, and that's it. Anyone else's sexuality, that's between them and God, not between you and them. That's where I'm coming from here. We'll get our team on record here about this organization from a small church down in the south end of Lake County in the Four Corners area that is holding a Make America Straight Again conference this weekend. They're so afraid of protest and backlash, they won't announce exactly where it is going to be. The cops won't help them with security because they consider them to be a hate group, and they hate homosexuals. More chapter and verse on that in a moment, but here is the pastor who's the driving force behind this thing, Patrick Boyle of the Revival Baptist Church of Orlando, explaining the goal of the conference. Exposing the reprobates. The name of our conference is Make America Straight Again. And we've chosen this place and time because this is their gay pride week in Orlando. And they're going to be out proud of who they are and daring someone to say something. And we're going to go ahead and take them up on it. And this conference is going to be expl explaining our view, or rather, God's view on it. So there you go. Now, what is their view on it? They... they quote some Old Testament verses and whatever, that uh, homosexuality is not a normal lifestyle, and it's wrong, the Bible teaches us that, uh, and they want homosexuality in America to be made illegal, Alan. Yes. They want, they want the government to go after homosexuals and do what? They want anyone who's found guilty of being a homosexual to be executed. They want to arrest them, try them, and if found guilty execute them. They don't want you and me going out hurting and killing gays, they say. No, they said no, private citizens shouldn't be going out and doing this. It's the government's responsibility to uh, punish these people. The death penalty for being gay. How sick and twisted and weird, frankly, is this? 407-916-5400. <laughs> Hope you feel the same way. Love to hear from you. Text line where standard message and data rates apply always open at 23680. Melissa, Kelly, what about this? <laughs> I'm sorry. They're going to come and arrest me and kill me. I have to go. What about this? This is, uh, this is just a publicity stunt, I think, honestly. 
I mean, it should start with a Florida man. Well, all right. I, I mean, to me, it's about as sick and twisted as anything could possibly be. I mean, you, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we heard him in that uh, that clip, uh, the pastor saying uh, that they're purposely doing this during Gay Pride Week in Orlando. And then he's also quoted in the Orlando Sentinel saying, we're not trying to pick a fight. Right. Yeah, you know, and the pastor goes on to say further here, you know, we're asking for a normal lifestyle of a husband and a wife and kids sitting around a dinner table. Well, go ahead and enjoy your definition of a of a normal lifestyle here. But to advocate the death penalty for people who are homosexual, I mean, how out of... <laughs> what century are we for, in? For yeah. goodness sakes, you know, and if you read Jesus' teaching, let he who is without sin... Cast the first stone, for God's sake. The idea that this should be made illegal on any basis and that there should be any punishment or penalty associated with it is ridiculous. Now, this is a small church with about 60 followers in the congregation, okay? And it's down on uh, in a shopping mall or shopping strip um, that is off, off US 27, down near 192 in the Four Corners area of Lake County. I don't know why they call their themselves the revival baptist church of orlando they're quite a long way from from here but i mean it's it's just an ugly little stain on central florida which is such a wonderful place i guess it's a celebration of the first amendment but i find very little to celebrate about what it is they are advocating here it really is just as hate-filled as about anything could be they have the right to say it and we have the right to condemn it What do you think? 407-916-5400. Think hard about this and let us know here. Does anybody see any redeeming features in such a group advocating this kind of treatment of their fellow Central Floridians and their fellow Americans based simply on someone's sexuality? I repeat, in my opinion, and I hope I'm not alone on this, your sexuality is your business. You shouldn't judge anyone else's sexuality. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. You may think it is sinful and it is wrong, but it's none of your blankety-blank business. It's between that person, those people, and God, period. End of story. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Let's talk about this and then be done with it. We'll get to it after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This local headline for you right now, UCF spending problems appear to be bigger than previously thought. An investigator hired by the school has announced that the school misspent, are you ready, $100 million over the last nine years. A previous investigation by state lawmakers found UCF misspent $85 million in the last six years. The investigation started after state officials learned last year that the university had improperly spent operating funds to build Trevor Coburn Hall. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Stay tuned for that on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So we have this little church in Lake County, calls themselves the Revival Baptist Church of Orlando. They hate homosexuality. They hate homosexuals. They want the government, when someone is discovered to be gay, to arrest them, put them on trial, and if found guilty of homosexuality, have them executed. They don't want you and me to do the dirty work, okay? But they want that, that, that 
is what they want the stand to be, that homosexuality should be made illegal. And, and they're actually advocating the death penalty for that. You know, we see that in some really backward countries, you know, Saudi Arabia, et cetera. Um, you know, but we respect all kinds of freedom in this country. And someone's personal life is their personal life. It doesn't influence you or affect you, and it is none of your business. This is a hate group putting on their Make America Straight Again conference this weekend. And uh, you know where I stand. Where's? Let's find out from Kevin as we go on down to Melbourne. Good morning, Kevin. Morning, bud. Um, I disagree with you. Um, now I don't. I don't agree with that church that uh, they should be executed. Oh, really? Well, then but, you are agreeing with me because I don't think we no, should be no, no, executing no. people for that. I'm not saying we should execute them. I'm saying that homosexuality or sodomy is wrong, according to the scriptures, and it was also against the law in all of the states until recent years. So what? No, no, fine, Kevin. Well, how yeah. about how about how about if we agree sodomy is a sin in the eyes of God, just for the sake of the conversation? Absolutely. So hang on, hang it on, is. hang on, please. You don't want the death penalty for people who engage in that as part of their homosexual personal private lifestyle. What should the penalty be if you can identify somebody as gay? Short of the death penalty, what would you advocate? Maybe jail time. I don't know. Oh, really? That, how I much? That, how much time? Yeah. How much time? I don't. That's not up to me to determine the amount of time. But I know that this was. I'm asking your all, opinion. All the states in this country. And here's another thing I want to say. That I know you're done. I, you don't answer my question. It's a very simple question. I know where you stand on this. Is it five to ten? Time off for good behavior if you show some straight tendencies? What are we talking about here, folks? Well, I think we should accrue it by how many years they've been practicing as a homosexual as well. Well, absolutely. And if you're a multiple offender, hey, we arrested you two years ago. Are you straight yet? Well, no, I'm not. Aha. Three strikes and you're out. Mm. Life. Slammer. (laughs) They have ways of making us straight. Here is a Robert in Oviedo. Good morning, Robert. Hey, good morning, bud man. Hey, we live in the land of the free. I, I definitely don't, do not agree with that church. But I always just say, look, if you if you want to live an alternative lifestyle, don't push it on my kids. Don't make me pay for it, and don't tell me I have to cheerlead for it. Yeah, I don't like live some of what goes on in the gay movement of shoving this stuff down my throat. I don't like that. I've but, been called bigots by liberal friends of mine. I'm like, look, I, sure. just because I'm not cheerleading, yeah. don't call me a bigot. I, yeah. Like I said, just don't push it on my kids. Don't make me pay for it, and don't tell me I have to cheerlead for it. You know, uh, and, and, life. I, that's kind of another angle. It isn't really directly related to the story. So you you would you would say to the pastor of this church holding this Make America Straight Again conference this weekend, what? What would you say? <sighs> okay. Good answer. <laughs> no words. I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. What about it, Alan? Uh, I I just uh, am incredulous at the whole thing the whole idea behind this uh it's 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 nothing but as the sheriff's office put it it said it looks like a hate group i i you know it it, as it looks like a hate group walks like a hate group sounds like a hate group it's a hate group yeah yeah i hope they hold a little rally and uh and 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 that's it there are protesters who are going to try to seek them out they won't announce where the rally is because they're afraid of the backlash (laughs) as well i frankly think they should be but we're not advocating violence you know, against them either no, here no, from no, this no. microphone. It must be very, very clear. 
Uh, quick comments, gang, in there, and very quickly to the text line, please. Well, I just think it's crazy. This guy wanted a bunch of pr- uh, promotion. And frankly, Bud, the story's been out there for a couple of days, and when I was filling in for Alan, I avoided it because I don't want to give this guy any extra press. Well, I, I'll, I'll have to agree with that because it's so ridiculous. We're in 2019, and people still have these points of views, and a lot of times they try to use the Bible as their backing for this. But I can guarantee the Jesus and the God that they worship would like you to treat everybody the same no matter what they believe in, no matter you know what their lifestyle is. So um, it's very interesting and unfortunate that we're still experiencing stuff like this yeah. today. And if it weren't happening in our own backyard, we wouldn't be making um, precious airtime for it. And right. we are done with that. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Alan, for folks checking in, what do you have in the news? The Democrat debate lineup is set, and the Lake Maitland plane crash victims are identified. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 629 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Bottom of the 6 o'clock hour. Good Friday morning to you. My co-host, Alan Spector, is going to bring us the news right now. Alan, we have the big Trump rally in Orlando next week. You realize how important this state is because the first Democrat candidate debates are also in Florida later this month in Miami. And I guess we now know the field. Yeah, we're less than two weeks away from those debates. There'll be two of them. And uh, the lineup is set. The Democratic National Committee capped the first debate at 20 candidates spread over two nights later this month in Miami. Among those who failed to qualify, Montana Governor Steve Bullock, who has criticized the DNC's participation thresholds, arguing any Democrat who is one in a state carried by President Trump should be on the stage. Congressman Seth Moulton of Massachusetts also did not make the cut. Candidates had to meet minimum donor requirements or reach at least 1% in at least three DNC-approved polls to make the first debate. A drawing to determine who will debate when is scheduled for Friday. Jared Halpern, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The pilot and passenger killed in the plane crash in Lake Maitland on Wednesday were both from South Carolina. The NTSB identified the victims as 79-year-old Raymond Dodd and 67-year-old Dr. Stanley Rampey. The 2020 U.S. Census could drastically undercount new Florida residents, according to one fiscal watchdog group costing the state hundreds of millions of dollars over the next decade. Because we undercount just a small percentage, we can undercount by half a million people very easily. I mean, we have 21 plus million people here and growing. We're growing nearly a thousand a day. Florida Tax Watch President Dominic Calabro says the Census Bureau and local governments need to do more public outreach to make it as easy as possible for everyone living in Florida to be counted. Justin Rose is alone atop the leaderboard after the first round of the U.S. Open. Rose fired a 6-under 65 in the opening round to take a one-stroke lead, but knows there's a long way to go. You know, even if you tee off for the lead on Sunday, you're so far away from winning it. There's so much that can happen in a U.S. Open, but there will come a point if you are going to win that you need to step up and hit a great shot. Ricky Fowler, Aaron Wise, Xander Schauffele, and Luis Oosthuizen uh, are tied for second place in five at 5-under. Five Luis Oosthuizen. Three-time winner Tiger Woods opened up with a one under 70, while Phil Mickelson carded a plus one. I think it's Woostazen, but it looks like an eye chart. I mean, it's very hard to look at that name and pronounce it. Well, the, the little pronunciation I was given here says Oosthuizen. Oh, so, what do I know? Well, what do I know? I'm, I'm <laughs> I just know reading. Nothing. I'm just reading what's on a screen here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, today is Flag Day. The idea of setting aside a day to celebrate the American flag was suggested in 1885 by Wisconsin schoolteacher B.J. Seagrand, 
He wanted June 14th to be the date because the Stars and Stripes were adopted as the official design of the U.S. flag on June 14, 1777. The idea grew in popularity until in 1916 when President Woodrow Wilson released a proclamation making June 14th National Flag Day. Then on August 3, 1949, President Harry Truman signed an act of Congress designating June 14th of each year as National Flag Day. And we're going to play our annual I Am Your Flag piece a little later in this half hour for you. All right. WFLA News Time 636. Folks waited up to 10 hours yesterday for a theme park ride. I've never heard of anything like that anywhere. And here we are in Mecca for theme park rides, right? It was the Harry Potter Hagrid roller coaster motorbike thing. That unique, long ride, mile long, three and a half minute ride. But people waited 10 hours for it. We'll get into that in a moment, and and the unique insanity uh, that folks who are Potterheads are really uh, suffering with and and seem to love it. Uh, It's amazing. My question to you is this, and I hope you'll respond on the phone or on the text line. Is there anything that you would willingly wait 10 hours for? If so, tell us what it is. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. I got to tell you, when I asked myself that question, I came up with a very short list. What would you willingly wait 10 hours for? That roller coaster or what? Or nothing? Let's talk about it, shall we? We'll have a little fun right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Patriots, here's a local headline for you. A deceased Vietnam veteran from Orange County is going to be honored in our nation's capital. Robert Hansen, among hundreds to be inducted into the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund's In Memory program tomorrow. Hansen served in Vietnam after graduating from Colonial High School in 1966, and he died last year from lung cancer doctors say was caused by Agent Orange used in Vietnam to defoliate the jungles. His widow lives in Winter Park, and she tells the Orlando Sentinel it's just a big, big honor for the family. Indeed it is. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. The lines were endless. The wait was up to 10 hours yesterday for the opening to the public of the new Hagrid roller coaster uh, at Universal's Harry Potter World amazing this thing is a big time roller coaster cost 300 million dollars and the potterheads and everybody else were willing to stand in line the thing they actually had to clear people out of there for a while because of lightning it was raining it was pouring i i even heard that they had to shut the thing down at least one time to clean up some of those motorbikes you ride on because people had thrown up from the motion well Oh. oh there's a free fall drop there's all kinds of stuff going on Imagine that. You pay $115, which is what it is for a one-day ticket to, to that part of the uh, Universal Complex there, for a three-minute, 25-second ride. You wait 10 hours. Your wait time, I calculated, is about 170 times longer than the length of the ride. Wow. I, I'm, I'm blown away by, by this. Now, today they have the virtual line they're going to open up right now, so you don't have to stand in line all the time. you got to your smartphone notification telling you, okay, what this is when you need to come back and get in the line, which is a great innovation. It's kind of the it's kind of the universal's answer to the Disney Fast Pass and all of this. Are you astounded that people would wait ten hours? And is there anything you would willingly wait ten hours for, gang? 
Oh, no. Um, uh, maybe to meet the Queen. I think I could meet the Queen of England. I'd wait 10 hours in a queue, sure. Oh, yeah, well, I like you, Melissa. I listen a lot, you know. I'm over here on the cross the pond right now. I'm not going to make you wait at 10 hours. I'll tell you what, I'll get you in an under five, you Ooh, know. Front of the line. Oh, come on over. We're going to have a, well, face to face. She's on Good Morning Orlando. Do you know that? She does all kinds of things, you know. She's got her own show, Connections <laughs> on Thursday. night. You're not going to have to wait 10 hours. I'll get you in quick. See, once again, front of the line for the radio people. We have no idea what it's like to wait. So, yeah, 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 but yeah. thank you, Miss Queen. I, 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 how do I address Ooh, you? I'm very excited over here. <laughs> Kelly, what about it? Anything you wait point. 10 hours for? With the, the, you the, like with the Queen? The, with the voices, I love it. The Queen is uh, good. Personally, no. At 10 hours is so excessive. And uh, I did know people who went to the last one to open up Green Gods, and they waited four hours. And I thought that was insane. So 10 hours, I cannot imagine. 10 hours, I will not wait for anything. No, no, nothing's worth. You and I had an off-air conversation. If if it was the second coming of Jesus, if we knew he yes. was coming back at do that. at about dinner time tonight, I'd wait all day with no argument whatsoever. All day, no problem. And also, you think about you know like Black Friday things of that nature. People wait in line all day, a couple days, you know, back to back. You're right. They do that. And for concert tickets, all of this. Alan, who's working in the newsroom to get the seven o'clock ready, said if you're talking about Yankee World Series tickets. Or maybe maybe a, a, a Paul McCartney concert or something like that. I might wait 10 hours. The only thing I would willingly wait 10 hours for, have no patience at all. This business is so bang, 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 and the rest of the world isn't. It's taken all my patience away. I can't wait online at the bank. I can't wait online uh, at the retail uh, outlet. I, I, I just can't do it. It makes me crazy. I'm with you. I would wait 10 hours for my wife or my daughter to have a baby. That's the end of my Ooh, list on that. How that about the texters? What would they perfect. wait 10 hours for? Uh, one of them says, I'd only wait 10 hours for my wife's cooking. There somebody, you go. Uh, somebody go said I wait 10 hours for $10 million. Oh, I would wait for <laughs> Oh, that. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, everyone has their price, right? <laughs> wait 10 hours for them to cut my Powerball winning check. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Now, you know, I thought about it and what I could do in 10 hours. I could literally go to Europe on a plane, go to Europe, and then go to, say, Euro Disney and ride probably two or three rides. And then my virtual app would say, hey, you need to come back at uh, Haggis Ride. And you come ride across on the channel <laughs> and we could talk over in England, you know. It's not far. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what else? Somebody else says, "Yeah, I'd wait. I'd wait for a lot of money. Have to be over a thousand dollars. I'd wait ten hours. I'd uh, for a MacBook with all the bells and whistles. Oh. I would wait ten hours. I would wait for ten hours, not for anything. And then they retract it and said, "Wait, maybe a million dollars or a date with Angelina Jolie." <laughs> So, okay, all right. So Isn't you have taken? your limit. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy, you know. But it's amazing how 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 incredibly dedicated people were, and and they all seemed happy about it. They were okay. They came out of the ride and they said, "Waited ten hours, three and a half minutes. It was awesome. No regrets." Can you imagine that? You pay one hundred and fifteen dollars. You can't do anything all day long except wait in that line, and the meter's running. Wow! How long Potter is fans are dedicated? How long is the park open? Isn't it only like a twelve-hour window? Then, so you'd have to get there at the minute the park opened and let everyone in, and then stand in line, get your queue. Even if it's virtual, you still have to commit a whole day. Amazing! Well, wow! Well, I saw last night. Well, uh, yeah, yesterday that people were lining up at five thirty at the gates at Universal. I'm not sure when they opened up like early or whatever the case is, but they were out there all day. Here's a text that says, and we'll wrap it up. As for Universal and the rides, hey, I'd wait 10 hours for a Trump rally. I guarantee you there'll be people doing that and more next Tuesday, and we'll be covering it all here. More on that coming up. It is Flag Day, our presentation of I Am Your Flag, straight ahead after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes for you, right here on the Flag Day edition of Good Morning Orlando. 
Well, this was talking about being able to jet over to uh, France, you know, in 10 hours, and she'd be okay with that. Here's a headline that is prompted by those thoughts. A small group of worshipers will get to take part in the first mass at the fire-damaged Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Uh, this is going to happen Saturday evening. It'll be a small gathering, about 20 to 30 people because of safety concerns. It'll be held in a side chapel that held the crown of thorns that was removed and saved when the fire broke out on April 15th and, as we remember, destroyed the historic wooden roof and spire. The main structure, though, of the cathedral was spared. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We all drip red, white, and blue. We love this country, and we have the most patriotic audience in all of talk radio. I wonder if there is anywhere else on the radio dial today that Flag Day will be observed. I question whether that's true. I know there is no other station that will play this. It is our annual presentation of I Am Your Flag. I am your flag. I am the flag of the United States of America. My name is Old Glory. I fly atop the world's tallest buildings. I stand watch in America's halls of justice. I fly majestically over institutions of learning. I stand guard with power in the world. Look up at me and see me. I stand for peace, honor, truth, and justice. I stand for freedom. I am confident. I am arrogant. I am proud. When I am flown with my fellow banners, my head is a little higher, my colors a little truer. I bow to no one. I am recognized all over the world. I am worshipped. I am saluted. I am loved. I am revered. I am respected. And I am feared. I have fought in every battle of every war for more than 200 years. I was flown at Valley Forge, Gettysburg, Shiloh, and Appomattox. I was there at San Juan Hill, the trenches of France, in the Argonne Forest, Anzio, Rome, and the beaches of Normandy, Guam, Okinawa, Korea, Vietnam, Kuwait, Afghanistan, Iraq. I was there. I led my troops. I was dirty, battle-worn, and tired, but my soldiers cheered me, and I was proud. I have been burned, torn, and trampled in the streets of countries I have helped set free. It does not hurt, for I am invincible. I have been soiled upon, burned, torn, and trampled on the streets of my country. And when it's by those whom I've served in battle, it hurts. But I shall overcome, for I am strong. I have slipped the bonds of earth and stood watch over the uncharted frontiers of space from my vantage point on the moon. I have borne silent witness to all of America's finest hours, but my finest hours are yet to come. When I am torn into strips and used as bandages for my wounded comrades on the battlefield, when I am flown at half-mast to honor my soldier, or when I lie in the trembling arms of a grieving parent at the grave of their fallen son or daughter, I am proud. My name is Old Glory. Long may I wave. Dear God in heaven, long may I wait. Flag Day 2019. The day, above all others, to proudly fly old glory. For this land we love and the flag that is its very symbol. 
Alan, news at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. What's coming? A prominent person at the White House is moving on, and the NBA is crowning a new champ. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you on our Flag Day edition of the show. And here at 7 o'clock, time for another update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour. An opening at the White House. Details in one minute. Florida Sanctuary Cities bill is going to be signed into law today. But will your local officials cooperate? Do you want them to? We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio 93.1. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders is on her way out. President Trump announcing Sanders will be Heading back home to Arkansas. She's done an incredible job. We've been through a lot together, and she's tough, but she's good. You know, you also have tough and bad, right? She's tough and she's good. She's great. For her part, Sarah Sanders said she'll always treasure her time at the White House, and she's loved every minute, even the hard minutes. Sanders has been White House press secretary since 2017 and has had a contentious relationship with the national media. She says she wants to spend more time with her three kids and her husband, and uh, there's talk she may run for governor of Arkansas, which would be succeeding her dad, of course, Mike Huckabee, and Trump promoted that yesterday. He's already endorsing it. Yep. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump's comments about possibly accepting dirt on a political opponent from a foreign source are raising concerns in Congress. Trump made the controversial remarks in an interview with ABC News this week. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the president does not know right from wrong. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham called it a mistake. We're getting into this big time again because the furor is growing. That'll be one hour from now, Alan. A ban on so-called sanctuary cities in Florida becomes law today. Governor Ron DeSantis planning to sign the bill in a ceremony in Okaloosa County. Two weeks before the 50th anniversary of the New York riots that sparked the gay rights movement, a South Florida community is planning its own observance. The Wilton Manor Stonewall Pride Parade and Festival will celebrate its 20th anniversary tomorrow. While James Forsythe says about 5 million people are expected to participate in World Pride and Stonewall 50 events in New York City this month. They're a city of 8 million. We're a city of 12,000 and we will have about 40,000. So per capita, we have a bigger pride celebration than New York City does. The victims of Orlando's Pulse attack will also be honored in Broward's largest LGBT event. Since three years ago, it was the first Pride event held after the tragedy. Eric Rodriguez, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Just two days after the Pulse Remembrance Ceremony, today is World Blood Donor Day. Pat Michaels with One Blood says the horrific events at the Orlando nightclub underscored just how vital an adequate supply of blood can be. It was blood donation that connected people. We used 441 units of blood at Orlando Health after that shooting. 200 units went to one patient. So the impact of blood donations can't be, uh, you know, just cannot be overlooked. You can go to oneblood.org and enter your zip code to find the location of the nearest blood bank. 
The defending NBA champs have been dethroned. The NBA champ is north of the border. Now the Warriors just inbound, and that's it. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. Mike Breen on ABC. The Toronto Raptors hold off the Golden State Warriors 114-110 to to win the NBA Finals four games to two and lock up their first championship in franchise history against the reigning champs. It's the first time a Canadian team has won the NBA title, and head coach Nick Nurse becomes the first coach to win both a G League and NBA crown. Kawhi Leonard earning Finals MVP, only the third player in history now to win that honor for two different teams, joining LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Matt Napolitano. Fox News. Amazing. I mean, the Warriors were decimated with injuries to key players, but still, the Raptors were amazing. They were second best record I heard in the NBA. I was not aware of that. And of course, you know, now we don't feel so bad that the Magic got blown out of the playoffs in the first round by the ultimate champion. No, we're fine with it now. Yeah, yeah. feels better. Yeah, go Magic. Doesn't feel great, but it feels better. WFLA <laughs> News time is 7.07. Popular breakfast cereals contain trace amounts of pesticides. Something to think about this morning. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLAOrlando. Honey, pass me to raid. I'm having another bowl of Cheerios. Mm. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> Nasty. It's a breakfast cereal. It's an insect killer. Yeah. There you go. Amazing. Hey, it's a Flag Day edition. Good morning, Orlando. And it is the president's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Mr. President, age 73. Donald Trump, a Flag Day baby. Uh, the Trump rally, by the way, is going to be sold out 20000 at the Amway Arena next Tuesday night. And we're going to be covering that starting at 6 o'clock here. And, Melissa, I know you're going to be down there. Other members of our team will be as well. So join us here on WFLA. Should be great. Yeah, Michael Yaffe will be there. Yes. And uh, Rory O'Neill, who hangs out in the newsroom here in the morning with me, uh, will be down there as well. Where the heck is Yaffe? Is he going to be on vacation forever? Oh, no. He's coming back. For he, the rally. I understand he rode the subway for the first time, though. So in New a, York City? A big day. Ah, mm-hmm. And a Florida boy in the Big Apple. He'll mm-hmm. have stories to tell. Melissa's uh, executive producer this morning in Yaffe's uh, absence as he wraps up vacation. Kelly Velez will be uh, taking your phone calls here. And, of course, my co-host Alan Spector with us all morning long. Um, in a moment, as you said, Alan, uh, Governor DeSantis is uh, going to fulfill a campaign promise uh, that he would sign into law a sanctuary cities bill here. I'll tell you what is in it. I have some serious questions about whether local officials and police agencies across this state um, in great numbers will actually comply with what will be the law in Florida. Um, I am backing this legislation, but we'll talk about it in a moment, and we'll find out what you think right after this. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 7.09. This headline right now by way of updating a story that was one of the biggest um, local stories of this week. A doctor we now know among those killed in that plane crash in Orange County. The NTSB has identified the victims of this week's crash into Lake Maitland that killed the pilot and the passenger. They were both from South Carolina. They were 79-year-old Raymond Dodd and 67-year-old Dr. Stanley Rampey. A fellow doctor says Rampey delivered generations of babies and was the type of doctor all doctors strive to be. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. 
Speaking of PM Orlando from 5 to 6 tonight, you ought to tune in. They're going to have somebody hosting that show who's never done it before. No, it's not me. No, it's like, I don't know what his name is, <laughs> Bub Heidinger or something but, like that? Bud but, but, but Heidinger. Oh, it's me. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we're a little bit shorthanded. Yaffe's away, and I'll be hosting the show from 5 until 6. So if you're among the morbidly curious who want to see a train wreck on the radio, <laughs> join us from 5 to 6. We'll get you up to date on everything that's going on. We really will, and we hope to have you with us for the drive home. So today, Governor Ron DeSantis, as Alan's been telling you, is going to sign into law the so-called Sanctuary Cities Bill here for the state of Florida. Officially, we don't have any cities that claim to be sanctuary cities, but we have politicians running a lot of cities, and that would be true in Orlando and Orange County and other uh, areas as well, uh, you know, who very much lean, you know, toward doing whatever they can uh, to help those who are in our country illegally. Uh, in violation of the laws of this sovereign nation, okay? So you have sanctuary city policies and leanings and all of this, and we'll see whether or not this bill deals with it. Let me tell you what is in this thing. It will require local and state governments to honor immigration detainers' requests from federal agencies like ICE and to cooperate with immigration authorities, to cooperate with them. Local governments would be barred under this law, and it will be a law today, from adopting sanctuary city policies to protect undocumented immigrants, a.k.a. illegal aliens, to protect them from deportation, requiring them to notify Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, when an inmate subject to a detainer hold is released. This fulfills a campaign promise from Governor DeSantis. It was a contentious bill, lots of debate, protests, etc., And under the bill, local governments would be required to, and here's some wishy-washy language with lots of loophole in it, use their best efforts to support the enforcement of federal immigration law. Supporters say illegal aliens living in this state, and they estimate 200,000, I think there were far more than that, I really do, among our 21 million now, don't you, should not fear. The illegals should not fear the bill if they don't break the law. But opponents argue that Just minor offenses like jaywalking or driving without a license could lead to deportation and it could strain immigrants' relations with police. And that illegal immigrants who are here, they won't report crimes that they are aware of because they're afraid they're going to get rounded up, arrested, and deported. Okay? Um, So that's both sides of this. I really seriously question whether in many parts of Florida, and I would say this would of Orlando and Orange County, because I know the politics of this now deeply blue Central Florida area here. Mayor Buddy Dyer's not going to bend over backwards to comply with this law or have his Orlando Police Department do so, and neither is Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings, who was the sheriff of Orange County when Donald Trump started talking about, you know, this kind of relationship that is now reflected in this Florida piece of legislation to become law. And I can tell you, because I went back and I, I looked up the stories on this, um, Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings was the sheriff of uh, Orange County and said at that particular point when this issue uh, started getting some attention, I don't want to dilute the effectiveness of my agency by beginning to do the work of the federal government. I don't want to dilute that efficiency. We have our hands full just enforcing laws here to keep our public safety in check in Orange County. We are not the deportation police. It's not our priority. So you think as Orange County mayor, there's going to be any help here in terms of 
making sure that this law is complied with, no sanctuary city policies and everything else I gave you, not happening. What about the current Orange County Sheriff? He's John Mina. When he was the Orlando police chief, I had him on the show right here in Good Morning Orlando. He says he didn't have any plans to help federal immigration officials. You know, that was not not their job, not something they were interested in doing in terms of, you know, um, rounding up uh, illegals. So I question how much this is actually going to make a difference. Now, you tell me, do you want your local officials and your local police to comply with the new Sanctuary Cities law, which we will have when the governor signs the bill today, or not? And do you agree with my take on this, that there's going to be very quiet resistance? We're looking the other way. We're too busy. We're not doing what the law of Florida now will say we should do. That's the way I think this is going to play out. Am I too sinister and cynical on this? Or maybe not enough, huh? We'll get into it here, so stay tuned. It's coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. It is Flag Day. The idea is setting aside a day to celebrate the American flag suggested way back in 1885 by a Wisconsin school teacher by the name of B.J. Seagrand. He wanted the 14th of June to be that date because the Stars and Stripes were adopted as the official design of the U.S. flag June 14, 1777. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It's also, by the way, a day to say happy birthday to the United States Army. Melissa, you're a veteran, right? That's correct. Yeah, it's the 244th anniversary of the formation of the U.S. Army in 1775 on June 14th, right at the beginning of the Revolutionary War. Um... Wow, this is interesting. There was a time this would have been lighting up every line we have here when you start talking about legislation to crack down on sanctuary cities and sanctuary city policies. We're going to have that today. We're going to have a law in Florida. Um, And this particular bill, which was Senate Bill 168, once again will require local and state governments to honor immigration detainers' requests from federal agencies like ICE and to cooperate with immigration authorities like ICE. Local governments will be barred from adopting sanctuary city policies to protect illegal aliens from deportation. They will be required to notify ICE when an inmate subject to a detainer hold is released. That's what's in the bill here. You know, again, I told you that I think some of these liberal municipalities, Orlando, Orange County, politically are very liberal, you know. They're not going to help here. be very interesting to see whether or not the state cracks down on them or not, or whether this thing winds up having no teeth in it at all. But I think it's the right way to go here in this country. We've talked about this issue of illegal immigration in sanctuary cities a lot. Anybody on the text line weighing in here? Uh, I see one text so far. It says, lock up all lawbreakers. I'm not really sure. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't give a rip anymore, right? It's interesting. It's a hot button topic. I don't care. Yeah. Am I the only one who's a little bit jazzed on this? This was a campaign promise by DeSantis. I liked it when he ran it with it in the campaign. He says, they passed this. I'll sign it. And he's doing it. 
and he and Trump are in lockstep on this issue here, and uh, and I'm backing them both. So we'll see how it plays out. You think I'm right when I say that there are going to be there's going to be pushback from a lot of uh, a lot of cities in terms of their of their police and uh, you know their officials and their mayors, et cetera, uh, who who are just who are just going to say, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Wow, I hope there. I think that's where they are. I hope not. Yeah. What about it, Kelly? I don't really know, like, what to think about it. To tell you the truth, I haven't really been able to formulate an opinion because I'm not too like savvy on the topic. Well, that's okay, you know. And you're new at what you're doing. You're right. doing a great job screening for us here. But you told me off air. You said, "Ah, everybody's thinking that's eh, Friday. Man, eh, that's okay. What the heck? I don't care about that. That's, that's too exactly, heavy duty for me." Because that's exactly why, like, we were discussing the uh, phone lines <laughs> lighting up and they're not lighting up. I'm like, it must be Friday. They're hanging out today. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, it looks like you got one call. Let's hope yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. The problem. The problem with this is. Is the problem with this is I don't know if we're going to have enough time to get to that unless Kelly screens it really quickly. The problem with this is they say you know that the it, this, there's wishy-washy language here that the police agencies need to make their best efforts. They're all going to say, "Well, we're trying as hard as we can. We're awful busy here. People are holding up convenience stores and driving too fast. We have any time for dealing with illegal aliens and helping the feds?" You know, which is probably exactly the way this is going to play out. Um, what good is the law when it is not enforced? One of the texters writes, Democrats are never held accountable. If you are here illegally, you need to go and start the process of becoming a legal citizen. Maybe go to your embassy of your respective country and start the process there. There is no excuse for peeping people being irresponsible. Another says that the cities don't comply. Well, what happens? Maybe nothing. Maybe we bring in Tony very quickly from Orlando. Just got on the line. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, bud. How are you? We're doing okay here. How are you? You driving that cab today? No, no cab. No cab. Just uh, going to work. All right. Um, oh, you're I, the other Tony. I thought you were the Tony who drives a cab. Go ahead. No, I, I like the law. I'm looking forward to it. It's about time, and it's uh, something that uh, DeSantis ran on, and uh, we voted him in, and it needs to happen. It's, a, it's an issue that's been bugging this country for a long, long time. And those uh, cities that don't want to comply are just going to pick at the scab because uh, it's here and it's going to happen. Yeah, I wish we didn't have some watered-down language in there that gives too much uh, wiggle room. But uh, it is a promise basically made and a promise kept kind of in the, in the Trump vein here, Tony, by Governor Ron DeSantis. Thank you for joining the conversation. Bud, we've got more on the president's schedule in Florida next week. And in our Elsewhere segment, a power outage interrupts baseball at Tropicana Field. Those and other stories, plus traffic and weather in just two minutes, 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. President Trump's celebrating his 73rd birthday today. He's got a huge rally, as we know, Alan, uh, right here in Orlando next Tuesday. And he's going to be in Florida after that, is that right? Yeah, after kicking off his re-election campaign in Orlando on Tuesday... President Trump will travel to South Florida for a big-dollar fundraiser. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. Wednesday's event will be held at Trump National Doral, the golf resort the president owns just outside Miami. Tickets start at $100,000 per person for lunch and a photo with the president. The tickets go up to $250,000 each for those who also want to take part in a roundtable with the commander-in-chief. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Pretty high end. Pony up the dough, bud. Yeah, I guess I won't be taking Wednesday off to head to South Florida. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. 
Maybe they can help you out, bud. <laughs> UCF's spending problems appear to be bigger than previously thought. An investigator hired by the school announced yesterday that UCF misspent $100 million over the last nine years. A previous investigation by state lawmakers found the school misspent $85 million over the last six years. The investigations started after state officials learned last year the university had improperly spent operating funds to build Trevor Colburn Hall. A conservation group is trying to repair some of the damage from last year's killer red tide along Florida's Gulf Coast. CCA Florida has released 3,000 juvenile snook at two sites in Charlotte County. Executive Director Brian Gorski says they'll be able to track them with hardware from Moat Marine Lab in Sarasota, which raised the snook. We are tagging each one of those snook with PIT tags, which stands for Passive Integrated Transponder. CCA is also reviving an Adopt-A-Snook program where businesses or individuals can sponsor a snook. Gordon Bird, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Sponsor a snook? <laughs> Adopt-A-Snook, bud. Love it. Take one home today. <laughs> After the first round of the U.S. Open, Justin Rose is the leader. Rose's six under 65 puts him one shot ahead of Ricky Fowler, Aaron Wise, Xander Shoffley, and Louis Oosthuizen. Three-time winner Tiger Woods opened up with a one under 70. A couple times where I had wedges in my hand, I was just dumping center of the green, move on, get my 30, 40-footer, and move on about my business and um, take my medicine when you know I, I was in, in a bad spot and uh, just kind of grind it out. Move on about your business, take your medicine, and grind it out. How many cliches can you fit into one quote? But that's golf at Pebble Beach. It is. Elsewhere. A store in Canada is trying to shame people using its plastic bags, but the effort is backfiring. The store had plastic bags printed up with phrases like, into the weird adult video emporium and colon care co-op to try to embarrass people into bringing <laughs> reusable bags when shopping. That's hilarious. However, <laughs> but it's having the opposite effect. Instead of shame, customers of the East-West market seem to love the bags and want to collect them. I want one. The store's owners now hope people will at least keep the bags as a souvenir instead of tossing them out. The plastic shaming bags come after this week's announcement by Prime Minister Trudeau that the government has set a goal of eliminating single-use plastic as early as 2021. That's a clever approach to that. I would have thought the bags would have said something like, you know I'm destroying the environment or something, but that's not the route they go. They put labels on it of things you wouldn't want people to know you were yeah. buying. The public <laughs> is like, oh, thank you, I love these. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, great. a bag for my colon care co-op. <laughs> You know, we just don't do enough about keeping up with the Kardashians, bud. No, uh, we are deficient in this area. Well, let me uh, try to uh, cure us of that right now. <laughs> Kim Kardashian West is teaming up with Lyft for a new effort to help former prisoners. Kardashian announced the partnership during a White House event on criminal justice reform yesterday. The effort will give former prisoners free rides on Lyft to job interviews. The reality TV star got a standing ovation in her White House appearance. Yeah, I, she did yesterday, but I, I was only monitoring that, you know, partially when I was doing nine other things to get this show ready, and that's what Kardashian was there for. Interesting, I didn't yep. know that. That's right. And finally, a bird's nest is to blame for a power outage at Tropicana Field. Duke Energy says the nest fell into a substation in St. Petersburg last night and started a fire 
That caused a 36-minute delay during the fourth inning of the Tampa Bay Rays game against the Los Angeles Angels, with a fan describing the scene for Tampa's News Channel 8. It freaked us out a little bit. Uh, it kind of looked like a fireworks show on the inside. It was kind of weird. The lights kept flickering on and off. About 13,000 customers outside the stadium also lost power. The Angels went on to beat the Rays 5-3. to And you know, bud, this is the second time in about a month that has happened at the Trop. Yeah, I remember you reported on the the first one, but that was not a bird's nest. That was something else going on. I never saw exactly what the cause of that was. That was during a Yankee game, uh, which uh, after the power outage, the Yankees were trailing 3-1 to in that game in the ninth inning. Power went out for about 45 minutes. Yankees come back, go nuts, and uh, beat the Rays in that game. I call shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Hal Steinbrenner was seen at the power switch later on. Oh, boy. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. With me, Alan Spector. You're the best. Okay, buddy, thanks a lot. You know, the folks um, from Honor Flight of Central Florida take our aging veterans to Washington, D.C. at no expense to them to see the monuments erected in their honor for their heroic service to this country we love. And the point man for Honor Flight of Central Florida, Ed Reardon, is on the 50,000-watt front porch. There is an honor flight this weekend, and you can be part of honoring these heroes upon their return. And we'll tell you everything you need to know. It's Flag Day. Waving the flags now, you'll have another opportunity to wave them for these veterans at the airport this Saturday night. Ed Reardon next on Good Morning Orlando. Don't miss it. We're talking about this weekend's honor flight. Patriots, stick around. It will be well worth your while. We'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. Headlining a local story we had a lot of fun talking about earlier in the show. Fans of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter waited to ride the theme park's newest ride at Universal Orlando for up to 10 hours yesterday morning. Muggles began waiting in line in the pre-dawn hours to be the first to ride the roller coaster called Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. The line extended all the way out of the park and onto City Walk. The wait times have fluctuated from 5 to 10 hours at one point shut down from bad weather and lightning and reportedly... Because I had to clean the ride once because folks were losing their lunch on it. <laughs> Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Always a privilege to be in the presence of a great patriot. I've got one on the line right now, our good friend and the point man for Honor Flight of Central Florida, Ed Reardon. Ed, welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. Take a seat on the 50,000-watt front porch. How are you, my friend? Awesome, but I'm doing just terrific, but thanks so much for having me on. Always a pleasure to talk to the most patriotic radio audience in Central Florida. Well, here they are for you. Let's talk to them about Honor Flight. What's it all about this weekend? What's going to happen? Who's going to be involved and how they can be involved? Take it away, Ed. We are so very excited to be taking 24 of our hometown heroes up to Washington, D.C. tomorrow on what looks to be a beautiful day, bud, so that they can view and reflect at the memorials that were built in their honor. We are happy to be honoring six veterans of World War II, 11 that served in Korea or Cold War, and seven Vietnam veterans, oldest of whom, bud, is 96 years old. Our youngest veteran is 69. We're taking 23 men and one woman 
And that woman is 94 years old, but she served in the United States Navy during the Korea War. Oh, God bless her. Now, for folks who are not totally familiar with Honor Flight, we have you on on a regular basis in advance of these Honor Flights. What will happen uh, when you're in Washington, D.C.? What are some of the highlights? Our vets and our guardians will be traveling to uh, Arlington National Cemetery, first stop tomorrow, to observe the changing of the guard and laying of the wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. We'll be heading over to the Marine Corps Memorial, visiting the Air Force Memorial, and getting out on the National Mall, Bud, so that we can go to the World War II Memorial, the Korea War Memorial, and the Vietnam Veterans Memorial as well. Quite a busy day, as you might imagine. Oh, we have a 14-year-old guardian that's traveling with us tomorrow, Bud, who's traveling with his grandfather. His grandfather is a Vietnam-era veteran. Who was, who was awarded a Bronze Star for meritorious and heroic service in a combat zone, and a Purple Heart with oak leaf clusters for multiple mm. injuries that he received in battle. He'll be our youngest guardian traveling with us tomorrow. And for folks who don't understand the guardian um, concept here, as I say, no cost to any of these American heroes, the veterans, every one of them has, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, a guardian who pays for the trip and looks after every need they may have moving, pushing wheelchairs, whatever it takes to give these American heroes the day they so richly deserve. Now, how do we get our patriots listening involved upon the return from Honor Flight in Washington, D.C. and the landing here at OIA? They can all play a key role in tomorrow's honor of our heroes, bud, by being in Orlando Airport tomorrow evening around 9 p.m. That's when we're due in. We're coming in on Southwest Airlines, flight 5315, and you don't need to write that down, but it's 5315. If we are on time and arriving at 9 p.m., we'll be in the terminal about 20 after uh, 9 to 9.30, entering the terminal accompanied by a bagpiper who will be piping us into the terminal, and we'd love to see the, the Central Florida public come on down and assemble in the terminal, bring some flags, bring some signs, anything to show you appreciation for our hometown heroes, to make them feel special and give them an awesome ending to a long day yep. and give them the welcome home that they never got when they concluded their service. But yeah, it's a huge oh, airport, so one more time, exactly where do folks need to gather and exactly when? We'll be in Terminal A by the Starbucks. Be there no later than 9 o'clock. And for those folks that have any questions, want to double-check our flight number, please do call Southwest and make sure we're on time before you head to the airport. We are at www.honorflightcentralflorida.org. And remember, Bud, we can't all be heroes. Some of us have to stand up on the curb and clap when they go by. You've been standing up for our heroes for more years than I can count. Ed Reardon from Honor Flight, thank you and God bless you, my friend, and have a great Honor Flight weekend. Thank you, Bud. Good deal. Hey, um, lots going on this weekend. If you want to go to the movies, you might be able to get in free to the flick of your choice. I mean, we got the new late-night show that looks like it's kind of a fun comedy that is coming out. And what else do we have? We have uh, uh, Shaft. He is back as well. That's kind of fun. And uh, it's free movie Friday, thanks to our friends at Adam Tickets. If you want a free movie ticket, get yourself in the running for it. You can win free movie tickets by texting Adam Tickets now. Text RECORD, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win tickets to the flick of your choice. Free tickets. The Adam's Ticket app's amazing. It's where you go to browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. Rush with a morning update. Don't go away. He's coming up after our latest update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. 
Headlines right now, frontrunner Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris among 20 presidential candidates who have now qualified to take part in the Democratic Party's first campaign debates. They'll be in Miami June 26th and 27th. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. Rush fans, we're as upset as you are. Some kind of major technical problem made it impossible for us to bring you Rush with the morning update. You got something that shouldn't have been in the system, and it was. It happens when we do live radio, not often on this show, um, but we apologize for that. If we are able to chase down the Rush morning update, which is recorded, okay, he doesn't do it live, um, we'll endeavor to bring it, uh, bring it to you, okay? And we apologize on that score. Um, we're waiting for um, President Trump to speak on Fox and Friends, uh, reportedly very shortly. Wouldn't be surprised if he is going to be talking about what we'll be talking about with you again at 10 after 8 as we begin our talk topics on hour number three of Good Morning Orlando. And this huge furor that is growing over the comments he made to ABC's uh, George Stephanopoulos about, yeah, if there was a foreign a government that offered me dirt on a political opponent, I would listen to it. You know, it doesn't mean he's going to, you know, take any action or break any laws or whatever. But I mean, the furor and the pushback has been just out of control here. I told you yesterday, if the I had the president's ear, I would have told him not to go there with Stephanopoulos because I knew how this thing would end up. But at any rate, we will talk more about that. We'll hear from the president. We'll hear from Nancy Pelosi. And, of course, we'll have the conversation with you and see what you think about all of this. Uh, this was a you know completely unnecessary thing. I think I understand where the president was going with this. We'll talk about it as well. But all it does is embolden the Democrats, you know, who want him out of office. And if it doesn't just encourage them to go the impeachment route, I think you're going to find it just it gets them even more energized for endless investigations and whatever they can do to gum up the works for Trump. Okay, so that's something we'll be talking about in our eight o'clock hour. Checking in from the newsroom right now to get you up to date. Alongside me, my co-host, Alan Spector. Alan? Bud, who is leaving the White House and what happened in game six of the NBA finals? Answers to those questions and others in just two minutes, along with traffic and weather together on Good Morning Orlando, it is 7.59. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando, and welcome to the Flag Day edition of our show here at 8 o'clock on a Friday as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Once again, on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour so long, Sarah. More in one minute. And the growing furor over Trump's comments on taking dirt on opponents from other countries. Where is this headed? We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio 93.1. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders is leaving that job at the end of the month. At a White House event about criminal justice reform, Sanders thanked President Trump for the opportunity. 
in the meantime, I'm going to continue to uh, be one of the most uh, outspoken and loyal supporters of the president and his agenda. And I know he's going to have an incredible six more years and get a whole lot more done. Sanders says she is going home to Arkansas to spend more time with her family. The president says he hopes she runs for governor of that state. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Really an emotional time at the White House yesterday when he called Sarah Sanders up in the middle of an event. Uh, lavished her with praise and, uh, you know, they had a hug and, you know, and he held, he holds her in high regard and, and, and the feeling is mutual. We'll see what happens with Sarah Sanders. And uh, who her replacement might be at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's an open question. President Trump's controversial comments about accepting political information from foreign sources is prompting reaction on Capitol Hill. Virginia Senator Mark Warner, the top Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, wants to require campaigns to report any attempt by foreign entities to influence an election to federal officials. This White House and this president still doesn't seem to appreciate the seriousness of the threat. An attempt to pass that measure without a vote was blocked by Republican objection. Top House Republican Kevin McCarthy dismissed questions as hypothetical. I've listened to this president. He does not want foreign governments interfering in our election, and he's been very strong about that. Several Republicans are distancing themselves from the president's comments about accepting information from a foreign government. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. And the Fuhrer grows. We're talking about it in a moment, Alan. All right, bud. Governor Ron DeSantis will be in Okaloosa County today to sign legislation banning so-called sanctuary cities in Florida. The House and Senate passed the measure last month after heavy debate and a backlash from Democrats and immigrant rights groups. A Central Florida pastor who says homosexuality should be outlawed and gays should be executed is planning a weekend rally called Make America Straight Again. It's happening in Lake County where the sheriff's office says the pastor's church looks like a hate group and is refusing to provide off-duty deputies for that event. Yeah, it's really despicable what they stand for here. We talked about it in our 6 o'clock hour, Alan. It's easy to do and could help save someone's life. Today is World Blood Donor Day. One Blood's Pat Michael says it's something you could get done during your lunch hour. It takes about 45 minutes or so when you check in. We uh, give you a screening. Then uh, your blood has been tested and uh, processed, and then goes to uh, different patients. You go on your merry way. We give you some snacks and drinks. Go to oneblood.org and enter your zip code to find the location of the nearest blood bank. Larry Spillman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And the championship of professional basketball is headed to the Great White North. Basketball has come full circle in Canada. It was invented by a Canadian. The first NBA game was in Toronto. And now an NBA championship. Your 2019 NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver handing the Larry O'Brien Trophy to the Toronto Raptors after they beat the Golden State Warriors 114-110 at Oakland last night, dethroning the reigning champs in six games. The NBA Finals MVP is Toronto's Kawhi Leonard, who averaged 28.5 points per game in the series. I'd never heard that history about Toronto's role in uh, you know, the invention of the game and the beginning of the NBA. That was all new to me there. They make that up? Canada's game. <laughs> a, WFLA News Time is 8.06. Increased consumption of red meat leads to a higher risk of early death. Just full of good news this morning. Okay. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Just uh, 
put that aside alongside the uh, the breakfast cereal with pesticides in it that we mentioned earlier. Delightful menu you're serving this morning. It's all on our website, WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Bud Man alongside my co-host Alan Spector. Melissa Fox is in for Yaffe, who's still on vacation, and she is our executive producer. And Kelly Velez wrapping up a great week, his first week screening for us, and he's done a terrific job. We're going to get into uh, the story that Alan set the table for here a moment ago. The Fuhrer grows, uh, you know, over the president's comments to George Stephanopoulos, you know, that if he got some information on a political opponent from a foreign government, uh, what would he do with it? And he says, well, I'd give it a listen, you know. And um, we'll get into what's happening here and the politics of it all um, and whether or not the president should be going down this road or not. So that is ahead, and we want you to join the conversation. On the phone, 407-916-5400 and our toll-free 866-916-5400 and um, our text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Later on in the show, we'll play our sound judgment game. we got a great patriotic theme because it is, after all, Flag Day, and you can win a great, great prize. And we will also be playing our presentation of I Am Your Flag. So a busy hour number three, Alan, so let's get rolling. Yeah, we'll get it started with an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 8.08. Just joining us right now, this sports headline, the United States Open Golf Tournament. Justin Rose alone, the top of the leaderboard right now. Rose fired a 665 uh, in yesterday's opening round at Pebble Beach in California to take a one-stroke lead over a number of other golfers. Three-time winner Tiger Woods opened up with a one-under 70. Phil Mickelson still has never won the U.S. Open, carded a one-over par. Round two today. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So this interview earlier this week on ABC World News Tonight with um, George Stephanopoulos, uh, you know, who used to be Clinton's aide years ago, uh, I don't know who set up the optics of this thing. If, if, if you don't pick it up on the radio, but did you see the video of this? Who in the White House possibly signed off on this? Trump is seated at the Oval Office desk, and George Stephanopoulos is standing up on the side of the desk, peering down at him, you know, like he's some advisor telling the president, don't do this, or here's what's what. The optics of this were horrendous, but... Let's go back to what has touched off the Fuhrer. Shall we listen? Roll it. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. All right, and the Democrats are in a feeding frenzy right now. This is self-inflicted by the president. You know, I understand what he is trying to say. More on that in just a moment. But just for an example, let's listen to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi reacting. The president gave us once again evidence that he does not know right from wrong. Give me a break. It's a very sad thing. Very sad thing that he does not know right from wrong. 
Of course he knows right from wrong. You know? In my opinion, I think he's almost always the smartest guy in the room. And he's always thinking about something. He didn't get completely blindsided here. He should have known, though, that the Democrats would take this and run with it now. And what's going to happen here is this, that the Democrats are never going to stop with the investigations and the probing and all of this. And if they go down the impeachment road or they don't, they are just going to dog him on a higher level now and use this as ammunition against him because they don't think they can beat him with anybody they've got in 2020. And I don't think so when I look at that field either from Biden on down to those who aren't drawing flies. I'm just not impressed with the field at all. Um, impeachment's probably not going to work for him. Even if they got it done in the House, they'd never be able to convict him in the Republican-controlled Senate. So what they want to do is just dog him, you know, maybe somehow to get him to decide not to run. That's not going to happen. Or just weaken him enough around the fringes of his support that he doesn't win a second term. So they are just lit up over this right now. The reality here is, you know, the Democrats, Hillary, the DNC, they were fine taking all of this opposition research on Trump from this from this guy Steele with the dossier. You know, I mean, talking about dealing with, with people in foreign governments, for God's sakes, he's from overseas. Um, but the president isn't saying that I'm going to take this information and do something illegal with it, but there's nothing wrong with listening. And there is nothing wrong with listening. So this is just all politics. But honest to God, if I had the president's ear, I would have said, don't go down this road with Stephanopoulos, Mr. President. Think what they're going to do with it. And I don't know why he left himself open to it. I don't. You know what I'm saying? It, it feels like a self-inflicted wound to me, Melissa. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. But again, this guy is crazy like a fox. You just don't oh, know. Yeah. You don't know where he's coming yeah. from or why. But I just don't think he needs this, to be honest with you right now, Kelly. Whether you agree with his politics or not, whether you like him or hate him, everybody has to agree that he makes it easy for these, you know, naysayers to come out here. Well, and the, an, the anti-Trumpers and the anti-Trump media machine, the ATM machine, as I call it on this show, and Stephanopoulos is part of that. The guy's an unabashed liberal for crying out loud. Masking is an objective uh, news anchor. Um, but the optics of that just kill me. Him stepping up and standing over the president at the Oval Office. How in the world did they allow that to be videoed? Somebody's head ought to roll right out of the White House for green lighting that, for God's sakes. And why the president, who's very sharp on optics and things, he's a television guy, you know, why he would allow himself to look like he is subservient to the likes of this weasel, this wimp, who's about 5'5", five, five, George Stephanopoulos. What? I have no idea about that. But let's talk about the substance of this and how it is being played and where it is headed and my analysis of it. I would love to get your take. You're next at 407-916-5400. Our text line, 23680, standard message and data rate supply. So the Fuhrer over the Trump comments to Stephanopoulos. Uh, your take next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And we'll do that in two minutes for you right here on Good Morning Orlando. But as joining us this local headline, a story we've been following for a while, UCF spending problems appear to be bigger than previously thought. An investigator hired by the school has announced that the school misspent $100 million over the last nine years. The investigation started after state officials learned last year that the university had improperly spent operating funds to build Trevor Colburn Hall. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. 
iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Let me tell you why I don't like the president going down this road and opening up this can of worms and kicking off this furor with George Stephanopoulos. The reason is the 2020 election, okay? The Trump base will remain rock solid behind him no matter what. We know that. But the issue is he needs more votes than that to be reelected. And people who like the economy and the economic policies and, uh, and, and, and how he's changed things on the world stage from a number of standpoints, and he's been an effective president in their eyes, but they're not real rock-solid Trump supporters. They're on the fringes. Their votes are up for grabs. Something like this and the way it gets played among the, the never-Trumpers and the anti-Trump media machine, you know, peels away votes on the edges that can make the difference in a close election. And that's why, as a Trump supporter, I just wish the president hadn't gone there. I think people who aren't Trump supporters or who are on the fence, maybe like you said, like what he's done with the economy, but don't like personal issues with him and other things, are thinking... We just went through two years of an investigation into Russian collusion, alleged collusion, and now the president is saying, well, I would take information from a foreign source. You know, that's almost saying I would do what they were investigating for two years. Yeah, of course, and the the Democrats were only too happy to take, as I pointed out before, information from a foreign source to steal dossier Hillary and the DNC, you know. Well, nobody's clean in this. Well, exactly, and uh, but... Teresa sees things with greater insight than the lowly Budman and company here. Teresa, welcome in from Orlando. What's going on here? Good morning. Um, I think he's brilliant. Crazy as a fox, but he's brilliant. Any time to tweak the Democrats is great. It's a long road to 2020. By the time all this stuff comes out, and the Democrats get seen again for who they are, your concerns will be moot because then they have to walk all this back and they're not going to be able to. Very interesting analysis there. Let's bring on Vaughn from Portland. Where are we talking about? There's no Portland, Florida in central Florida. Is it Portland, Maine? Mm -hmm. Is it Portland, Oregon? Where are you? I'm in Portland, Oregon, bud. How about that? And You're I, listening on the iHeartRadio app, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a conservative. i got to get up early and get my day started. I love it. <laughs> so, Go ahead, Vaughn. Go ahead. So when Trump was running, bud, I was a Tread Ted Cruz supporter, and you talked me off. You talked me off the roof. You told me it was going to be okay with Donald <laughs> Trump because Donald Trump was smarter than I was, and you were right. I'm glad you didn't take the plunge. How do you feel in retrospect? Are you still on board with Trump or not so much? I'm absolutely on board. And he's once again, like your friend just said, he's crazy like a fox. He wants this in the news still. He doesn't want it to go away. He wants the Democrats' party's numbers to look like CNN's numbers. This is in the front page of CNN. They're the worst network in the earth. Their numbers are the only numbers going backwards. Yeah, they've lost like a third of their audience in prime time in the last year. Let me ask you, though, um, this is just going to mean more investigations, you know, more furor with the Democrats, more negative headlines for him. But you think he's okay with all that? Well, they're going to be looking into whether it's not 
for someone to take information from a foreign entity and interject it into an election, right? Well, yeah. We'll have to see how it plays out. Welcome from the West Coast, Vaughn. Wow. It's uh, 528 there. That's pretty early. A.M. It's a serious commitment to those of us in Good Morning Orlando, and we appreciate it. Any texters stand out? Because we're swamped on the text line. Yeah, a couple, one right here. I might be naive, bud, but frankly, I could care less about the reaction and fur of the anti-Trump press and the hateful Democrats, the snowflakes, and anyone else who's losing their minds over this. This is nothing new. They always attack Republican presidents, regardless of what they do or don't do. Yeah, again, my point is this. The Trump base is rock solid and will remain so. They know that. The Democrats do. But you got to have more than that to win re-election. And I worry about this peeling away some votes, the way it goes and the way it may go, that it didn't have to happen that way. It feels self-inflicted by the president, even though he's expressing no regrets. Kelly, very quickly before we kick it to Alan for the news. Yes, we have another text that says, now don't forget the president has not done what he said he would do uh, considering... I'm sorry, consider doing, but the Democrats have done it. So now he has on record exactly what the Democrats want to have happen to somebody who commits the crime. Ah, okay. You know, it's interesting. Uh, someone who was a Trump supporter was suggesting that uh, George Stephanopoulos had trapped the president with this question. But I don't see it as a question, as a trap. It was an open-ended question. The president could have given any response. Yeah. Did you see the optics of that where they allowed Stephanopoulos to be standing and peering down at the president at the Oval Office desk like he was some kind of an advisor telling him what's what? How, yeah. Who in the world of the White House green-lighted that? That's a, it's an interesting perspective. because Maybe that's why Sarah Sanders is leaving. George <laughs> George Stephanopoulos is like about, what, 4'11"? <laughs> you got him shorter than I do. And uh, President Trump is like 6'3", nice. yeah. and so the roles were reversed there. Interesting stuff. Alan, news at the bottom of the hour. What do you got? A denial from Iran and in our elsewhere segment a dog says hello <laughs> all, a, it, you have to hear this it's coming up I can't all, wait all that and uh, traffic and weather together in just two minutes on good morning orlando it's 8 30 good morning orlando alan brings us the news not only locally and statewide but uh, nationally and internationally and there is a big story that continues to unfold in the middle east always a hotbed and iran is denying it was behind attacks on tankers in international waters iran did it that from secretary of state mike pompeo saying the nation is responsible for attacks on two tankers in the gulf of oman no proxy group operating in the area has the resources and proficiency to act with such a high degree of sophistication. The Pentagon has released a video purported to show Iran removing an unexploded mine from one of the crippled vessels. The U.S. has called a meeting of the U.N. Security Council today to address the attacks. Secretary Pompeo warning Iran the U.S. will defend its forces and interests. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Frontrunner Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Kamala Harris are among 20 presidential candidates who have qualified to take part in the Democratic Party's first campaign debates. They are coming up on June 26th and 27th in Miami. The pilot and passenger killed in the plane crash in Lake Maitland on Wednesday were both from South Carolina. The NTSB identifying the victims as 79-year-old Raymond Dodd and 67-year-old Dr. Stanley Rampey. The 2020 U.S. Census could drastically undercount new Florida residents. That's according to one fiscal watchdog group, and they say it could cost the state hundreds of millions of dollars over the next decade. 
Because we undercount just a small percentage, we can undercount by half a million people very easily. I mean, we have 21 plus million people here and growing. We're growing nearly a thousand a day. Florida Tax Watch President Dominic Calabro says the Census Bureau and local governments need to do more public outreach to make it as easy as possible for everyone living in Florida to be counted. Fans of the wizarding world of Harry Potter waited to ride the theme park's newest ride at Universal Orlando for up to 10 hours yesterday morning. Muggles began waiting in line in the pre-dawn hours to be the first to ride the roller coaster called Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. The line extended all the way out of the park and into City Walk at one point. Yeah, we talked about it earlier and what you would uh, wait 10 hours for willingly. This would be theme park torture of the first magnitude for me. It's amazing <laughs> how folks hung in there for a three and a half minute ride, 10 on, hours. On a hot, rainy, humid day I in know. Orlando. Yeah, that's right. Justin Rose is alone atop the leaderboard after the first round of the U.S. Open. Rose fired a 6-under 65 in Thursday's opening round to take a one-stroke lead, but knows there's a long way to go. You know, even if you tee off for the lead on Sunday, you're so far away from winning it. There's so much that can happen in a U.S. Open, but there will come a point if you are going to win that you need to step up and hit a great shot. Ricky Fowler, Aaron Wise, Xander Shoffley, and Louis Oosthuizen are tied for second place at 5-under. Tiger Woods is five shots back at 1-under 70, while Phil Mickelson carded a plus one. And elsewhere... Chicken company Tyson Foods is going meatless. The nation's biggest meat producer says it will debut plant-based nuggets this summer as part of a new brand. It's called Tyson's Raised and Rooted and will feature plant-based and blended meat products. This would put Tyson in competition with meat alternative brands like Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat, which are really red hot right now. They are. In fact, uh, CEO Noel White said Tyson Foods expects to be a market leader in alternative protein, which is experiencing double-digit growth and could someday be a billion-dollar business for the company. Mm. Target is speeding up its same-day delivery options. Target.com shoppers in 47 states, and I assume that includes Florida, will now be able to get their items delivered to their doorstep in as little as one hour. It'll cost $9.99. Now, but I live 15 minutes away from a Target. I can have that, basically what I want from Target, in less than an hour for not $9.99. I don't know if this will work or not. I think it's a case in the face of Amazon's success. It's yeah. adapt or die, you know? Yeah, Target says the option should be added to its mobile app in time for the holidays. It's currently live on desktop and mobile web browsers. Finally... There's this dog who can say hello. Say hello. <laughs> say hello. <laughs> hello. From our friends at Fox News, that's sound from a video of a six-year-old dog named George as the craft canine barks the word hello. Catherine Schofield, who got George as a puppy, says he started barking the word two years ago and she told him to keep barking hello until he got it perfect. Hello. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> Catherine says George tries very hard to talk, especially when he's excited. For instance, when you've come home from being out, yeah. as most dogs are, or when visitors come around, that's when she can get him to say hello. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story. That's George. 
the talking dog. Say hello, George. <laughs> he pronounces his words better than I do. Yes. <laughs> Future in radio, I think. Plus, I'm amazed because that dog takes a real good shot at it. Yeah, he's pretty good. It reminds me of my bees on frise, actually. They do kind of make those vowel-y uh, sounds like that. It always sounds like. It sounds like a drugged-out Donald Duck after a, you know, a tough weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Don't you think so? Well, I wouldn't know what a drugged out Donald like, Duck sounds like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sort of like that. After a long weekend at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, is... <laughs> let's listen to play, play the dog and then we'll play Donald Duck. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, you bought on money there. Yeah. It's. it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's a oh drugged boy. out Donald Duck. Yeah, I, well, I'm not sure about you at this point. <laughs> Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. <laughs> With Alan Spector, just stop by and say... All right, hey, the sound judgment game coming up. The kids are off for the summer. What are you going to do with them? Do something special, and it won't cost you a penny. I've got a family four-pack of tickets on the sound judgment game to the amazing mascot games at the Amway Arena, and um, it's coming up one Saturday from tomorrow, the 22nd, Saturday the 22nd, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. This is stuff from the Magic and all the great professional uh, sports teams and their amazing mascots and all kinds of goofy games and fun stuff. It is just hilarious, absolutely G-rated family fun. Take the kids, take the grandkids, and you're going on us. Family four-pack of tickets, our prize on sound judgment. You're eligible by company rules to play and win if you haven't won in 30 days. So get on the 50,000-watt front porch and win this for the kids, for yeah. the grandkids. And when you get on the phone, just say... <laughs> Yes, that'll work, too. Uh, we'll be taking your calls, 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400. Sound judgment. you got to win this for the kids and the grandkids right now, and it is a great, great family prize for summer. The Mascot Games, a family four-pack of tickets, 407-916-5400, and the toll-free at 866-916-5400, okay? Just give us a call, and when Kelly picks up the phone, say, <laughs> Yeah, do that. Right after we update Orlando's news, what are traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando? <laughs> Headlines for you right now. Today is Flag Day. The idea of setting aside a day to celebrate the American flag was suggested in 1895 by Wisconsin school teacher. B.J. Seagrand will have more on the history of Flag Day in our um, in our sound judgment game in just a moment. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories. We do it all morning for you, and good morning, Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Rare to have any open lines for a great prize like this, so... Family four-pack of tickets to the amazing mascot games to see uh, stuff from the Magic and all the great professional sports um, uh, mascots, Nitro and Kingston and 21 more fan favorites battling it out in wacky games at the Amway Arena. This is a fantastic prize for summer 
for the kids, the grandkids, and uh, it's all on us. 407-916-5400. Grab the remaining lines, 407-916-5400. And a little more on the prize, Kelly, if you will. Absolutely. So it's a family four-pack of tickets to the mascot games presented by Wawa, Saturday, June 22nd at 2 p.m. See Stuff, Nitro, Kingston, and 21 other fan-favorite mascots battle it out through wacky games. For tickets, visit WFLAOrlando.com, keyword events. Okay, and uh, let's play the game right now, shall we? 407-916-5400. Join us. It's Flag Day across America, honoring the stars and stripes and all our flag represents. However, you know, there hasn't always been a Flag Day. It took a presidential proclamation to make that happen, and it came 103 years ago. For today's Sound Judgment game, listen to the sound of it's a grand old flag, and then use your Sound Judgment to name the president who officially declared June 14th Flag Day 103 years ago. Name the president who proclaimed June 14th Flag Day forever, 103 years ago. Line one, you've got the first shot at it. Lyndon Johnson. No, it would be longer ago than that. 407-916-5400. Let me try the toll-free, see if we can find a winner. Go ahead, toll-free. McKinley. No, no, no. It's later than McKinley, earlier than LBJ. 407-916-5400. I've got some open lines. It's a great prize. Going to the mascot games with your kids and grandkids on us. Family four-pack. 407-916-5400. Line two. I'm running out of time. Go ahead, line two. Hi, uh, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Yes, you know your American history, don't you? I do. Yeah, 1916, he signed the proclamation designating June 14th officially as Flag Day across America. Congratulations, you're our winner. Thank you so much. What's your first name? Melanie. Melanie, with an IE at the end, right? IE, yes. Yeah, so who's going with you to the mascot games? So my daughters, Kelly and Cooper, and then one of your own, uh, Harry Overton, my husband. No kidding. How about that? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Melanie, we're, we're excited for you, and it sounds like you're excited to win the game. Very excited. Thank you so much. All right, don't go away. You and Kelly will work it out off air, and congratulations to you. There we go. In a moment, our annual presentation of I Am Your Flag. It is Flag Day 2019. Um, I don't know how clearly you're seeing that flag across the street right now, or if you even can see it. If you've got diminished vision from cataracts, that's open for grabs and up for grabs. And, you know, the vision only gets worse with the cataracts. What are you going to do about it? Don't do nothing about it. This is a problem with a solution. And you'll find the best solution where I've gone for eye care for more than a decade and a half. The Filatowski Eye Institute, headed by my incomparable eye doctor, Conrad Filatowski, who pioneered this bladeless laser cataract surgery procedure to remove cataracts and restore vision to crystal clear clarity. It is remarkable how folks tell me about how their vision has been transformed overnight. Quick, safe, easy. It is bladeless laser cataract surgery from Dr. Filatowski. They have great affordable in-house financing to fit every budget. Whatever ails your eyes, they deal with it at the highest level 
please reach out to them today and they will take great, great care of you. I had my annual appointment just a week ago reminding me of what an incredible, incredible place the Filatowski Eye Institute is and all the people who work with a good doctor. So check them out online at myvisionfreedom.com. Call and ask any question you want as you book your appointment at 800-EYE-EXAM, 800-EYE-EXAM. It's clear to see why you should see Dr. Filatowski at the Filatowski Eye Institute. Patriots, we're playing a second time this morning because so many of you enjoy hearing this salute to old glory. I am your flag. After we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Our final headline, a patriotic headline on this Flag Day 2019. A deceased Vietnam veteran from Orange County will be honored in our nation's capital. Robert Hansen is among hundreds to be inducted into the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund's In Memory program tomorrow. Hansen served in Vietnam after graduating from Colonial High School in Orlando in 1966, and he died last year of lung cancer doctors say was caused by Agent Orange used in Vietnam. His widow lives in Winter Park, and she says that it's a big, big honor for the family. Indeed it is, and so well-deserved. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. But heading around, Inspector Melissa Fox and Kelly Velez with you here this morning. Yaffe's still on vacation. We'll be back next week. Um, on Flag Day, uh, we have received word that they will have a very special ceremony tonight for you, Patriots. Wakiva Island and the Heroes Strong organization are gathering at 6.30 to 9.30 tonight at Wakiva Island, and um, they will be retiring flags in the appropriate way. So bring your, your torn, faded, and soiled flags. Uh, this is at uh, 1014 Miami Springs Road in Longwood off Wakiva Springs and Hunt Club up in that area. So, Patriots, that's a wonderful thing. And we love our flag. And we now present on this Flag Day our annual presentation of I Am Your Flag. I am your flag. I am the flag of the United States of America. My name is Old Glory. I fly atop the world's tallest buildings. I stand watch in America's halls of justice. I fly majestically over institutions of learning. I stand guard with power in the world. Look up at me and see me. I stand for peace, honor, truth, and justice. I stand for freedom. I am confident. I am arrogant. I am proud. When I am flown with my fellow banners, my head is a little higher, my colors a little truer. I bow to no one. I am recognized all over the world. I am worshipped, I am saluted, I am loved, I am revered, I am respected, and I am feared. I have fought in every battle of every war for more than 200 years. I was flown at Valley Forge, Gettysburg, Shiloh and Appomattox. I was there at San Juan Hill, the trenches of France, in the Argonne Forest, Anzio, Rome, and the beaches of Normandy, Guam, Okinawa, Korea, Vietnam, Kuwait, Afghanistan, Iraq. I was there. I led my troops. I was dirty, battle-worn, and tired, but my soldiers cheered me, and I was proud. I have been burned, torn, and trampled in the streets of countries I have helped set free. It does not hurt, for I am invincible. I have been soiled upon, burned, torn, and trampled on the streets of my country. And when it's by those whom I've served in battle, it hurts. 
but I shall overcome, for I am strong. I have slipped the bonds of Earth and stood watch over the uncharted frontiers of space from my vantage point on the moon. I have borne silent witness to all of America's finest hours. But my finest hours are yet to come, when I am torn into strips and used as bandages for my wounded comrades on the battlefield, when I am flown at half-mast to honor my soldier, or when I lie in the trembling arms of a grieving parent at the grave of their fallen son or daughter, I am proud. My name is Old Glory. Long may I wave. Dear God in heaven, long may I wave. We all love Old Glory, the day to fly it proudly across Central Florida and across the land. For Alan, for Melissa, for Kelly, the Bud Man here on the Flag Day edition of the show. And by the way, a final happy birthday to the president. It was a Flag Day baby in 1946. The president, President Trump, turning 73 today. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.